welcome back to Chids and Giggles. Oh my goodness, it has been ages since I've said that. I don't even know where to begin. Like, I wanted to do an episode of just like a catch-up, maybe a chit-chat, um, but I don't know where to start and nothing has really changed, really. Like, I haven't done an episode since last month and um which isn't that long four weeks four episodes missed I probably would have been um oh I would have been on episode 20 by now but we'll get there it's fine it's fine but yeah not much has changed really I don't know what I'd even be catching you up on um actually there was (laughs) um I have become a live laugh love household I came home the other day And actually, maybe this is what inspired me to restart the podcast. But I came home the other day and I walked into the kitchen, looked up at where the digital clock used to be. And there was just a plaque that said, live, laugh, love. I I actually couldn't stop laughing because I've just seen all the memes and all the videos and stuff on Twitter and stuff and all the things that people say about the live, laugh, love um, society (laughs) and just laughed and then I was like to my mum oh that plaque like where did you get it from and she was like oh I just I just love it (laughs) and I was like yeah live loud love and she obviously hasn't seen the memes and just thought it was really cute and she was like yeah that's what life is about just living laughing and loving (laughs) and I was just like and when she said it I was like wow it's so profound I love it and um just yeah I guess I'm a live laugh love house now which is great so that's all that's really changed in the last month um which is really cute and I guess maybe that made me go do you know what yeah live laugh love yeah yeah shout 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 so got back on my shit because I was like I was enjoying doing the podcast and I got wrapped up in so many things and I got really like stressed about things that didn't really matter and then it just made creating things just anxiety inducing when it didn't need to be so um yeah I'm back baby um I actually named this episode you better work bitch because I need to get back on my shit and also I was just like thinking about where I am at the moment with the work and my past jobs and my past kind of endeavors let's say and I just I don't know maybe I was doing this whole thing where I was just assessing everything and criticizing everything and just being like I'm a creative person I'm someone who likes chatting and talking and I don't know putting myself out there a little bit so I was like, this, just do the podcast again. You liked it. It was fun. It was nice. I don't know what that accent was. But um, yeah, and like work is, work is good. I like my job. I like the people I work with. I've said that before. Um, no critiques there. Don't fight me. <laughs> um, but like it is, it's not, it's not that, it's not a hard job. It's not that it's difficult. It's that, well, I guess it is difficult in a way. But it's just challenging. I don't know if they're the same things, but what I mean is that there are loads of challenges with being in a role like that. And 
it can get really stressful. And for me, I've realised that what I do is make it my problem all the time. And I will explain what I mean by that because I... I'm sure that that didn't make much sense but like okay if I don't have the best week at work and I'm not performing where I need to be um instead of being like okay well look at what's going on the current climate is bad we're in a recession coronavirus is happening a lot of people um aren't at work aren't physically in their office spaces it's it's a lot more difficult to fulfill my role Um, so of course it's challenging but instead of being like oh yeah there's all these factors that are working against me I'm like well I didn't know I was a piece of shit that couldn't do anything and it just becomes this like spiral of self-worth and low self-esteem and I think I just spiraled completely out of control I was like fuck the podcast fuck me I'm shit so it's actually quite um ironic that the last episode was a self-esteem um of course it was talking about body hangouts specifically but like a low self-esteem kind of episode um yeah so that's what I've been doing for the past four weeks but it's also been quite nice like I went to Cornwall the other day the other day like I don't know last week was it um, I went to Bude and I don't know if it's pronounced Bude or Bude. I was pronouncing it Bude the whole time, but apparently it's Bude. Um, but anyway, I went to Cornwall, the Eden Project. I went on a zip line through the Eden Project, which was really fun. I, I'm not scared of heights, but when I got up there, <laughs> I felt like, I, I don't know, I was like, I, I was really scared. <laughs> that's what I felt like I was terrified so you get up to the top and they make you do this like press up thing at the top and you kind of have to let go and that's how you go and it just feels so unnatural to let go and let yourself just plunge into this zip line thing across the whole thing um and because I I you're the one that's in control of letting yourself go it just took me a while to do it. And I went with um, my boyfriend and he, we were supposed to go at the same time. <laughs> he paid, he actually paid extra for us to go at the same time, which um, sucks because I didn't let go the same time that he did. So we ended up not flying at the same time. But um, no, yeah, it was, it was a metaphor for life. <laughs> basically, I'm trying to blend, bring this together. But basically because I had to let go and just do and fall into whatever happens I just I couldn't and I was like maybe maybe it would have been easier if I was being pushed if someone pushed me but it was like no you have to do it yourself um and let yourself go and just do it and see what happens and of course at the like while I was doing it I loved it I love stuff like that I really want to do a skydive like I love I love the feeling of it but the initial like pushing yourself to do it and letting go was really difficult I hope that was as beautiful as it was in my head (laughs) and as profound as it was in my head but yeah so there were all these little signs where I was just like come back to the podcast just enjoy yourself let go blah 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 um 
so yeah that's what's been happening with me I don't know what else has changed and what else is different um obviously so much is happening in the actual world right now (laughs) which is um wild as well and I guess which was also stressing me out what was also a bit weird was that I was actually creating content like I recorded an IGTV I recorded some episodes but they just have not been released and I never released them because I just didn't like it I was nitpicking everything um no one forced me to do this whole I'm gonna do an IGTV I'm gonna do IGT stop saying it because you can't do it And maybe I will, like, I, maybe I will get to that point of doing it. But, um, yeah, I guess I kept announcing it because I wanted to um, have some accountability there and saying, OK, if you've said it now, you have to do it. But then it just became really stressful because I was like, you don't like yourself on camera. You're nitpicking at everything that you're doing. Um, la di la di la. But, um, yeah, one of the things that I was saying in my IGTV, which was addressing episode 16 and body hang-ups and what I was talking about there was um a piece of advice that my sister gave me um and also I watched an IGTV from a therapist who was talking about body hang-ups as well and it was just kind of the rule of I don't know how to explain it I'm going to probably explain it horribly because they explained it so articulately and it was really nice but here goes <laughs> but when you have these like horrible thoughts in your head and when you're being mean to yourself and saying oh I'm not size eight anymore I've got belly rolls like um I'm not good enough I'm not smart enough I'm not good at my job just instead of trying to counteract it and being like oh but you know uh, you're not ugly you're not ugly because at that moment that is how you feel so um And also, instead of giving it too much time, add another thought. That's a more positive thought. So that hopefully the positive thoughts end up drowning out all the negative thoughts in your head. So, for example, if I was saying, oh, I'm not a size eight anymore. I'm really big, I've put on loads of weight. I can also say, but I've got really nice friends. That was one of the things that... (laughs) That was one of the things that the therapist was saying, like, I've got really nice friends that love spending time with me. Or, okay, but like, oh, oh, I'm really not smart. Oh, but I'm really funny and people love being around me. Or, oh, I hate my lips. Oh, but like, when I've got a red lip on, I look banging. I really like my eyelashes. They're so curly. Like, just add stuff because it's not all negative. Like, you you have to find something that you do actually like about yourself. And I'm sure there is. So um, even if it takes a while, (laughs) you you probably have stuff that you like about yourself. Like, if I did, like, use the example of the teeth thing that I talked about in episode 16, you'd be like, well, it's going to cost me five grand. Let's cry for a minute about that. It's going to cost me five grand to fix my teeth but I have really nice lips and I love them and I have a really nice smile and I love smiling I don't have a really nice laugh I was gonna say I have a really nice laugh but you guys have heard it and it's 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 a lot 
um but yeah so that was the kind of like advice thing and I've been really trying to implement that because yeah if you kind of at least get the balance to 50 50 and then try and get 60 40 of the positive thoughts and then 70 30 of the positive thoughts and just keep letting that percentage be a little bit higher than the negative thoughts and see how that works out but that was kind of what I summarized in my IGTV that never never came out yeah but anyway I have rambled on for like what 13 minutes and this is just the introduction I haven't gotten into the episode This episode was basically just talking about work and um, how we all have to do it and how fucked that is. Um, I was always that person when I was younger that was like, I want to earn my own money. I'm never going to be tied down by a man that has my money and I don't want to feel like I'm spending his, like I need to make my own bag, all this stuff. And I, I still believe that, but not as strongly, maybe. (laughs) I'm half joking but like honestly being in the world of work is the ghetto it just is like there's no other there's no other way to put it like even though I like my job I like the money the people I work with are cool it's the ghetto yeah yeah I want the money without the work so how does that you know and I've I've realised that actually I do want that. And my wayward friend, my wayward ex-friend, who used to be like, oh my God, no, we need to find men that have money and da 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 And I always used to look at her sideways and now I'm like, yeah, you were right. I need a man with money and I need to just enjoy off of that because it's too much. It's too much. And even though we're not going into the office and you don't really have to wake up early because of the whole rush hour thing, like you can literally wake up a minute before you start, roll over, log in and start working from your bed. Like who's going to stop you? But it's still a lot because you're still putting in the work. I still have to like use my brain and do all of that shit. So yeah it's it's a lot and it got me thinking about all my other like my past jobs which were oh oh my gosh the past jobs my first job was a paper round and it's ridiculous I did a paper round at like 16 I was far too old to be doing paper rounds seriously but um I was in sick form and my friend actually put me on it because she was doing it for a bit and she introduced me to the man who owned the um news agent where we so basically you would report to the news agent get all of get this huge bag oh my god this is why I have back problems to this day to this day this is why I have back problems because he would give you this massive bag of newspapers for about oh god I don't know like over 30 households like it was loads and you just had to hold it it wasn't like a bike thing you walked to each house and just tried to lighten the load the more houses you visit of of course um but yeah god it was it was really stressful because I went to sixth form in north London and I'm from east or northeast or whatever i i don't live that close to where i went to sick form 
But anyway, it was a really like, it was a sixth form full of really posh people. And so the area was really nice. And those are the type of people that get get their newspapers delivered to their door and get um, milk delivered to their door in the glass bottles. Because anytime I'd um, deliver the paper, I'd see the milk bottle and be like, wow, this is the house. And their houses were stunning, like massive houses, gated, really nice, like just security cameras, just really nice houses. And it was, but it was so far away. And I had to wake up at about 4am, get to the newsagent by 5 um, make sure I have all my papers, sort them, make sure that I've got my route down pat so that I get all the houses that I'm going to and make sure I've done the right papers to the right house. Because the last thing you want is number 17 to get the Guardian when they wanted the Times. So yeah, it was obviously really important. So I would go there, sort the newspapers, put it in my bag, lug this through Muzzle Hill and just um, deliver the papers like that. And gosh, yeah, it was it was a lot. So that was my first job. And I was like oh shit this is the ghetto yeah 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 this is actually nah I don't want to (laughs) work and then um but the money was decent and then I started really hustling because I went to the news agent and started being like the shelves could do with some dusting and then suddenly I was earning extra because I started cleaning up the news agent for um the guy that I worked for and yeah it was pretty good when you're 16 and you're earning, you feel really good. And there is that thing of like, gosh, I am a big woman. I'm getting money. I can buy what I want. If I go out, I don't have to ask my mum to top up my Oyster card and just stuff like that. So it was really nice earning, um, even though it was, oh my God, boy, did I have to hustle. So that was my first um, introduction to the working world. And I was like, wow, you got a work, bitch. But I do love the fact that I did end up squeezing a little bit more money out of him, even though I had to do a bit more work. And after the paper round, when I came to return the bag, I'd be on my knees just dusting down all the chocolate bar shelves and stuff like that. Um, and then my next job was waitressing in an Indian restaurant. Again, actually was that was in the area where my sick form was as well because I used to just go straight from sick form to work and I got that through a friend as well and it was it was tough and that again did not help my back because carrying plates and carrying curries and naans and these huge meals to tables did not help my back problem so yeah working has made me age about 50 years on my shoulders so that's that's another thing that you better work bitch but this is the consequence but waitressing is actually there are pros and there are cons because one of the pros was that I was um working with one of my friends from sick form and that was really nice and also the food was nice. Like, I love Indian food. So the fact that I could have free dinner there every time I was working was really nice. Um, but then the cons. Heavy plates. The area that I was working in, 
people are assholes and people are so annoying to servers and not just the like people that are blatantly rude um they're the assholes but the annoying customers are the ones that make you do the awkward laugh you know the one where it's just like <laughs> you know that one <laughs> where there's nothing behind the eyes but it's all in the oh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i want to hear this back and hear what i sound like but it'd be like the little jokes where it'd be where they'd say they'd clear their plate and I'd be like oh how was that for you and they'd go oh it was awful clearly and just look at you waiting for you to laugh and you're like oh (laughs) yeah yeah oh well I'm glad you enjoyed it or the where they're fighting over the bill and who wants to pay and I'm just standing there with the card reader and just tapping and staring at the PDQ machine waiting for someone to just hand over their card and it was it kind of got testing sometimes like there was a mum and dad that came in to eat and um not a mum and dad a daughter and a dad and the daughter really wanted to pay she was like dad I'm treating you today I'm treating you and the dad was like no no I'm paying I'm paying and she got really pissed off she was just like it's disrespectful it's rude it's da 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 and I was just standing there awkwardly with the card reader just like please someone give me your card so I can go and serve the next table or I'd make blunders like pour beer on people and shit like that like I I did that a few times because <sighs> yeah but yeah like I don't know the world of work is wonderful at times and obviously I was still at sick form when I was doing that um waitressing job and so the money was nice like I loved and I was earning more than the paper round job. So I was like, this is nice. I, I actually was earning like, I think my start, I started on like five pounds something. And then by the time I left, I was earning eight pounds an hour. But gosh, it was so low. So it's, the fact that the waitressing job was paying more than the paper round job, but I was getting five pounds, I hate to think. What I was earning doing that bloody paper round. Oh my God. But then when I was earning like big bucks <laughs> um, was when I was at Harrods for the, um, I just worked as like a Christmas temp. And that was an actually a decent job. Like I didn't mind it. I was on my feet the whole time, which was a bit annoying, but like it was nice. And the canteen was nice. And I got like, um free lunches sometimes but I had to work on my birthday the day after my birthday Christmas Eve and every single time I had to wake up at stupid o'clock and travel into Knightsbridge at stupid o'clock I was like is it worth it is it worth it is it worth it yeah so I don't know and also I just and then I got into the real world of work after I graduated last summer and I've been at my job for what like nearly a year a year in December or November I don't really remember when I started but by the end of the year it would have been a whole year since I've been in like a career job salary job and it's strange it's hard and (laughs) I don't know how to feel about it. 
I don't know how to feel about it. I really don't. And every time I like see any of my peers that I went to primary school with or secondary school with or sixth form with, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe you're a teacher or I can't believe you're a doctor or whatever. Because I'm like, we're too, we're too young to be doing this. We're, we're too young. <laughs> Does anyone else feel like this? <laughs> and I have no idea what my next job or my next endeavour is going to be because I'm like, I am too young to be doing this. And I, and I don't know. I don't know. And it's all fucking shits and giggles until you realise that you better work, bitch. 